today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of Vacuuman, who sponsored this fine show, uh, is with us once again. Uh, uh, we, by the way, we just spent uh, the last little while talking uh, about EVs and about the big news of St. Thomas with Volkswagen and the Prime Minister and the Premier and just about everybody else were there. And I know you've got some news about electronic vehicles, specifically trucks, that we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the program, Adam. But first of all, though, uh, you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but of course you uh, are a member of the Rotary Club and you're a big fan of Junior Achievement and uh, they had their big day finally that you were promoting a little while ago called World of Choices. Talk, talk to us about that. We're just trying to hook up with Adam here. I think we got a little bit, bit of a glitch here that we're just trying to iron out. Adam, are you with me? What a great episode of Tech Talk, Phil. When you, when you think <laughs> of Tech <laughs> just, just speak into the tin can there. The stirring will carry the sound for you. Don't worry, okay? <laughs> that is, All the tech this, in the world, and I still can't get on the radio yeah. perfectly <laughs> yet. I'm getting there, though, Bill. Work with me here. i got all Listen. the hamsters running. I'm, I'm working. Come on, guys. Hurry up. We're on with Bill Kelly now. Come on. All right. We're all good now, Bill. Uh, okay. And if you're at the point where you're counting on me for technical advice, we've got problems here, okay? It's usually been the other way around for what the last what twenty five years we've known each other. So <laughs> let's let's not even go there, okay? I was just uh, explaining to our listeners about your involvement uh, with uh, with uh, Junior Achievement, especially through Rotary Club, and you'd promoted a, an event a couple of weeks ago uh, called World of Choices, and uh, Vacuum Man was there, of course, offering students transportation back and forth. Uh, Kathy Weaver School is is an inner city school. Uh, right down by Wentworth and Barton Street uh, in the, uh, the city core. Uh, and you've done a lot of work there with Rotary, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. This was our first year handling this event. And uh, and, and Alex Moroz, past president, and, uh, and Chris Cutler, who uh, this was their brainchild that started it. And uh, unfortunately, Chris passed away uh, over a year ago. But, th- you know, his, his idea lived on. And this was a phenomenal event because we had firefighters, tradespeople. Uh, our keynote speaker was our Hamilton police chief. Uh, and we actually had 170 students bill that came out uh we had four buses vacuum band sponsored and helped to get the kids from downtown hamilton to the event um and it was a wild success we even had a tiger cat on site we had uh broadcasters uh radio uh broadcasters so uh this was the first in in at least in my understanding in hamilton to have a work career fair and it gave the students between six seven and eight a chance to determine or pick different career choices so uh our our, our police chief had a wonderful keynote speak uh, speech and uh and i'm really excited we're going to make it an annual event and we're going to be very very uh, involved in sponsoring this event moving forward Excellent stuff, and uh, you know it, it's it's always great to see this. And I know that uh, that your commitment to this thing is is remarkable too. And uh, the kids are the ultimate beneficiaries of this. So uh, way to go, Rotary, and uh, and way to go with uh, Vacuuman for sponsoring it as well. Uh, I guess the headline for this week's show: uh, the the hackers have been busy this week. <laughs> Boy, have they! I got two hack of the weeds, Bill. So our first one goes to Yum Brands, and if you don't know what Yum Brands is, uh, they're actually own they own KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell, and an array of different uh, uh, products and otherwise. Um, well, they got infiltrated, and over three hundred restaurants, Bill, were locked down. So you weren't getting a bucket of chicken or some tacos or burritos, uh, and the issue was. 
was they took down all of their on their payment systems, their online payment systems, and they were holding it ransomware with corporate information. Nothing that was significant that the public should be concerned about. Um, but there is more of internal information, such as driver's licenses of uh, of their employees, personal identification. There was no compromised credit card details of any public sort. But it's an example again of how uh, hackers have the ability to take down over 300 restaurants um, over the sake of locking over their information because of malware. So it's uh, be very, very careful. And we're talking about, I got one actually uh, yesterday, Bill, I can even speak to Hack of the Week. Uh, at VacuMan, we ended up having a situation where uh, someone called, we had a voice message telling us that our credit card needed to be updated on QuickBooks. And if you're a small business, it was very legitimate. They had the same, very, very similar phone number. And my, my office gentleman called me and he said, oh, I see they need our credit card updated. And what happened was we realized it was, if we called, gave the credit card, uh, obviously we would have been the hack of the week next week's episode. So wow. uh, anyway, it, it's quite rampant right now. And uh, even small companies like ours, uh, VacuMan, uh, were very susceptible to uh, being, being attacked. Well, and so can casinos. I mean, this this next story sounds like George Clooney and Ocean's Eleven. What's going on here with uh, with Gateway Casinos? Well, yeah, and uh, and our second hack of the week uh, goes to Casino Rama. Yeah, Gateway Casinos and Entertainment, which is the main company, actually had to close their gaming sites. Um, all the gaming, the uh, blackjack, and all the tables, uh, all of it was under a cyber attack. They ended up locking it down and were claiming requests for malware, or, or sorry, for ransomware, but before they were going to release it. Now, just for clarity, uh, Casino Ram is still open, the, the restaurant, the spas, uh, you know, their facilities, they're still, they're still open. You just won't be able to lose your money if you want to go to the gambling. Um, now, it might be open. Uh, that was uh, a few days ago, Bill. This was about uh, two days ago that this took place. So I can't speak to current situations. So maybe check the website to confirm folks if you are thinking to go. Uh, but it's, again, another circumstance of where, uh, you know, not only are they locking down restaurants, they're even inhibiting the ability to actually gamble. Now, it wasn't money they took. They were just locking down the ability of the systems to mm -hmm. operate. So it wasn't a financial loss. It was more of a demand uh, to release the access of the systems to operate. Scary stuff. All right, let's let's uh, do a little business ourselves here, and we'll come back in a couple of seconds. Uh, Earth Day is coming up, and I know you've got some things you want to talk about that as well. Adam Oldfield with Tech Talk. This is the Bill Kelly Show, 980 CFPL London, 900 CHML Hamilton. Back after this. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Friday with Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, of course, from Vacuman is with us. Earth Day is coming up, and uh, we just did a long segment, of course, about EVs and the big plant that's being uh, constructed by Volkswagen in uh, St. Thomas. Uh, but there's a lot of environmental stuff going on, and industry is on side, and you've got some interesting ideas and stuff that you've dug up, Adam. Yeah, you know what, with, uh, with obviously Earth Day being a, a significant awareness of what we could be doing better for the planet, this one is actually kind of interesting. Um, what we've got going currently is in Switzerland, um, they've, they've just launched this past week an ability to have a Swiss water battery. 
Now, that's kind of a very simplified version of it, but what they have is a pump storage in a power plant, and it's in a cavern in the Swiss Alps. And what's unique about it, Bill, is that it stores electricity that's equal to like 400,000 electrical car batteries um, that's going to be able to charge over 900,000 homes, um, you know, and, and has a storage capacity of 200 kilowatts. But um, let me try to give a clarity of this because it's so cool it, it you know uh, to give a uh, uh uh, a comparison. Niagara Falls, one of the largest power suppliers here in Ontario. The water falls over the rocks, the rocks go through a turbine, the turbine then generate the power, and that obviously provides a lot of electricity for both uh, sides of New York and, well, everywhere, Ontario and otherwise. Well, what they've done in Swiss, and this is an electric battery power stabilizer, is that they can now control the water in the cavern, so when they need more Power. They they move the water from you know from one side of the room to the other or from one cavern to the other. So think of it as the old science days where you get a cup and it's empty and a cup that's full. And when you pour the water in the cup, it actually then generates through a turbine through. And if you need more, you turn the water and you pour it back in the other side. Seems very simple, but what's unique about this is the fact that they can store the battery power. Bill. And, and right now, as we know, if if the Niagara Falls just stopped running, we would probably be, we'd have a little conserve uh, power that would be stored, but we would need a consistent ongoing. So that is one of the coolest things that I think they've seen. And, and it's a matter of being able to utilize and recycle the ability of water as an access of regularly powering, I mean, up to a, almost a million homes can now be powered with a recycled water solution. Uh, and looking for alternative sources is always going to be a big part, I guess, of, of uh, say, a green economy. Uh, talk to us about these diamond batteries, though. This is interesting. This is, yeah, this is, in my opinion, this is earth shattering. First of all, let me step back and say radioactive issues are obviously a concern. And what I'm about to tell everyone is since, and I didn't know this, since 2016, that um, there has been research done to determine how we could create a radioactive battery. Now, they're called radioactive diamond batteries for a couple reasons. Um, first of all, the, it's and it's radioactive waste, by the way. That's actually what we're referring to. That's actually going to be used as a power source. What's unique about it is the fact that it's got enough electrical power that it could last up to five thousand years. Now, again, I simplify this, folks. There's a lot more depth to this, but I'm giving you a real good understanding and general context of how this plays out. So the way it works is that we take radioactivity, it's concealed, and where the diamond comes into play is that it seals it in a diamond coating. So again, uh, the radioactive uh, material, the gas of radioactive uh, issues is, is the concern. That's why it's conserved in water. It, it actually contains a lot of the radioactive damage of otherwise the gaseous issues. What it does is the diamond acts as a, an absorbent to hold the gas in place. Therefore, it could allow for the ability of the radioactive charging, thereby Think of it in this way. When we want to travel to Mars or we want a car that we have to always be concerned about, well, the battery has so many you know, kilometers or so much wattage. Imagine a battery you'd be able to use up to 5,000 years. The most exciting about this radioactive diamond battery um, uh, product bill is the fact that I will never have to charge my cell phone again. I will buy one phone. <laughs> that's it. I don't have to worry about the cable anymore. So it's, uh, it's still in research development, but they've made amazing progress 
progress on it. And the technology is going to be rolling out. We're probably looking at about five to 10 years before the radioactive diamond battery can come into mass market uh, levels. But it's a, it's a great example of how something of such a byproduct can now become a positive uh, product at the end. Excellent. Well, since it's going to be a few years before that's developed, you are still going to have to charge your phone. But I want you to practice safe cell phone charging, and you're going to need a USB condom for that, Adam. If this is relatively new, you better explain that. Well, you know what? Uh, sex ed will never be the same. There's going to be two courses, <laughs> one in your gym class and now one in your science class. And folks, this is a real thing. It's called the USB condom. And what it does is it protects your mobile devices from malware and viruses. Um, as I just indicated earlier in the show, we had Hack of the Weeks, which we have regular comments about that. And it's all because of a malware situation. So um, a, a few weeks ago, the FBI made a very, very common statement. Please, and almost crying people, don't use public USB ports. Don't use them at the airports. Don't use them in, in, in public restaurants. Don't use them at hotels because they are very capable of inf infiltrating and passing malware onto your mobile device. Well, this USB condom you can purchase now plugs into your device. And if you do have to charge at a public charging station, it acts as a buffer, protects it from the viruses. Can't believe we're using all of this in technology, Bill. Um, <laughs> um, protects the viruses from infiltrating your mobile device and it protects it and keeps it safe. So instead of loading software, you plug in this USB condom, plug in your charging uh, ability and you'll, or the charging adapter, and it will then protect your mobile device. Uh, fascinating stuff. Uh, just about out of time here, but I did want to get this in here too, because there's a lot of talk about artificial intelligence and uh, chat GBT. Uh, what's the latest there? Well, this one is so unique in the fact that we know it is an intelligent language. If you haven't heard of it, it's where you type in a, a comment and it gives you an answer. It can write a blog, it can write a story, it can mm -hmm. give you, it's almost like uh, an answer piece. Well, the limit to the current version of chat GDP, GPT, is 25,000 words. That's the maximum. So um, if you hit that limit, what tends to happen is you have to start up a new conversation. Well, what it did, Bill, is it created its own language. Um, it's actually determined, this is the artifact, this is the software doing this. OpenAI has already taught itself to say, well, if I limit to 25,000 words, it now called it, it even named it, called it Shog tongue. And it, I don't know why that's called shog tongue, but that's what it called it. And what it, the artificial intelligence has finally said it named its own language. So then therefore it takes 25,000 words, creates a one line sentence in only a language it understands. And now it can create more uh, conversations that are more than that. So the, the moral of the story is it's true. OpenAI is learning. It is absorbing and it's now teaching itself how to uh, overcome obstacles that are taking place right now. Wow, magical stuff. Uh, and this is the sort of thing we do every Friday at 11.35 with Tech Talk, brought to you by Vacuuman. Uh, Adam, uh, appreciate the time again today. Have a great week, and we'll talk again next Friday. Thanks, Bill. Have a great weekend. Take care. You betcha. Adam Oldfield from uh, Vacuuman. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.